0: Jerks in the Fourth Row with our final podcast of 2021. Joined with me as he has been all year is my dog, Tim. What's going on, man?
1: Ayo, ho, 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 oh, oh excuse me. I guess i was still focused on our uh, Christmas podcast there, our Christmas special.
0: Yeah, coming off our, our first live edition of the podcast. Hope everyone liked that. Uh, dog, today we're not talking about Christmas, though. We were talking about... 2021 and the visual media that we consumed and what our favorite and maybe our least favorite stuff was for for 2021
1: yeah we're gonna get into our top fives and uh possibly the best in, and then at the end the uh the worst of as well um 2021 and it's not necessarily a review so we're gonna talk about you know the whole experience of 2021 in viewing and in the fact that like you know very little stuff got released so we're, we're dealing with a limited uh limited selection to begin with
0: I yeah think, right? you know definitely and I, I think it was just kind of i don't know if it was a down year but i think when we talked about this on our last year's podcast our 2020 podcast either things are just being delayed to be re- released or it's it we're getting further and further further and further from people like all watching the same thing like you almost have to there's almost like these niche watches now where It's, it's not like a big movie comes out and you won't have as many eyeballs on it as, as we would maybe even ten five maybe even five years ago. So I think people are just watching what they want to watch rather than what, I don't know, Hollywood's telling us to watch.
1: You've touched upon, you know, how Netflix has a crazy number of stuff like alone. And then now there's a huge, what we saw in 2021 as well is there's a, influx of uh, streaming services. So now there's like Peacock and there's HBO Max, like there's, there's all these different ones. So not only is there a ton of content on each one of them, but now we have like a ton of them. So like that in itself, like the whole TV viewing experience has changed that way. I think in, especially in 2021, I think in 2020 with COVID, don't you think there's probably like double the platforms there there were maybe 2018?
0: Oh, I would say it's probably five times as many. I I would think it would double just over the year. I mean, I think Peacock released this year, Apple TV like started to get stuff. Uh I know Disney Plus, I think was that was towards the end of last year, but it's just Yeah. It's just like the, if you don't have some of these things, they have exclusive content that you can't even watch. So like Hulu Hulu, if you don't have Hulu, you couldn't have watched uh you know that Nicole Kidman special this year. So it's just like
1: Oh, you know who else is going for it? Is Paramount is doing all these specials of like South Park and Reno Nine One One and and so Paramount's another one that's really going for it. But again, it's to what you're saying. It's all it's all specialized and it's not necessarily shared by everybody. There's no it, cable TV is becoming a thing of the past. I mean, you could speak to our parents who Laura helped out, our sister helped out this past year, kind of navigate their cable bill because they were paying astronomical prices for stuff that they could just get through these few apps.
0: Right. So with all these pay for apps, like you could be missing out on some of the best stuff if you don't want to pay you know 12 bucks a month just to watch one show. So anyways, I think I think you and I both subscribe to different apps and, and whatever. I think you have Hulu Live, I have YouTube TV. So I think that there's probably not going to be a ton of overlap on our top five shows. Yeah, I mean, Dog and I are always telling each other to watch these things, and you know, it's it's hard to like either start up a show or start a movie. I always tell you, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And usually, you're right, but it usually takes me a while to either find the platform or or just watch it or actually sit down well, and sometimes, invest. Sometimes you got
1: to be in the mood as well. Like I definitely, everyone knows I lead with my gut, both physically and when I'm watching <laughs> uh, when I'm watching stuff. I mean, I <clears throat> I definitely like I, I'll have someone tell me how good something is. But like right now, we're currently, just to give you an idea, Spider-Man's in the movie theater and everyone's talking about how good it is. And and I feel like I, I'm the type of person to watch it in a little, little while when the hype has gone down and then I'll decide. Anyways, um, but we, we we're in terms of like shared stuff that we, we still have these primary platforms like Netflix and some of the ones, we're still sharing some stuff. Um, and I think that's what we're gonna kind of get into today. In terms of like what our favorites from that shared stuff looks. Or do you have, do you think, do you have any deep cuts or?
0: I've got some deep cuts, but let's save the deep cuts for side B or the end. Why don't
1: you go, why don't you go, we're going to go, Phil and I have top five lists. So we're going to go five to one. Mine, mine isn't necessarily in that order, but uh, dog, what's your number five favorite thing of 2021?
0: Okay. So I think on a couple of podcasts ago, we were joking that I invited you to the movies. You didn't go. And guess what? You missed my fifth favorite, my fifth favorite movie or show from the year. I'm gonna go with the James Bond No Time to Die. Uh, a James Bond. If if something comes out, James Bond, it's probably gonna just be a staple on my top five list. This one I would rank of the Daniel Craig uh, James Bonds. It's probably the third of the five that I like, uh, but certainly enough to get to to my top five. I don't want any spoilers here because I know you haven't seen it and I know you will, uh, but I thought it was like the opening action scene was so good. Uh, the st- it was a little long. It was like two hours and 40 minutes, which is long for a Bond. I usually like him right around 2.15, but the story was wicked good. He kind of ties everything together. A lot of the old characters come back. A lot of the old Spectre stuff comes back um, and kind of tied it into his his fifth and final uh, James Bond I mean, that's
1: a bit of a theme from 2021 is bringing things back. Like, well, James Bond's forever.
0: Out. James Bond has been pretty consistent from like the 60s. This isn't like a retread. I'm
1: just saying, all, all I'm saying is it's, it's been a year of recycling material and just kind of like that, that we've talked about it more than a few times. But I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I'm you know, we're, him, Phil <clears throat> and Dad and I are going to see the Matrix this week or right. next week, you know. Retread. Retread. Um, in, in what, IMAX, so. is that call,
0: I think it's actually called Matrix: The Retread, right? Or no, it's Matrix Resurrections. That's what it's called. Yeah,
1: right. No, I'm and I'm wicked excited. So that'll be a fun experience. I mean, I hadn't seen too much in the theaters this this year. Um, again, that's a new thing. That, again, that's happening this year. Is both when a film gets released it's being released not only in theaters but on these streaming platforms too so we have these new options um, just to give ourselves a little bit of a, a bookmark or a time marker here like this this became a new thing as of this year with COVID and with um, you know again the, the, the streaming networks like the theater experience as we've discussed in a prior sure. podcast is becoming uh, a little bit well it's, it's arguable yeah. it's arguable clearly
0: Well, there's three platforms in particular that I think do this the most. I think HBO Max will release something at the same time that the theaters are out. Netflix will buy it out and just not be able to – you won't even be able to see it in theaters. So like this new Leo movie that's coming out. By the way – and and then there's Disney Plus as well, which will release stuff that comes out in the movies. But towards the end, we're doing a review of the year. And, Doug, this this week alone, there's three things that are coming out that you and I might – might have made this top five list that are going to be technically time stamped in twenty twenty one. That new Leo movie uh, on Netflix, which I have not seen, as you mentioned before, the Matrix. Um, and- yeah, I, these are all. I, I
1: we were discussing beforehand that I I honestly think like we we've discussed and also in prior podcasts how there's like a, a rush to get it in at the end of the year for the the Oscars and all that stuff. But I I seriously think if something gets released in. Tw- December of 2021 it should be considered 2022 cuz the the aftermath of the film happens in the in in that time there and the relevance of it is 2022 not necessarily just because it gets released in 2021 so i i don't know like <clears throat> if you on your list have something from again this time last year I, i'd allow it.
0: okay yeah so that's what we'll do so we'll put if if this leo movie is really good or if we really like the matrix then we'll you'll see us in another year or maybe I think we might have a Jerky's show coming up that we can kind of touch on on this stuff, but yeah, at the beginning of the year last year, I saw Nomadland and with um, oh, what's her name, Frances McDermott, and like you know stuff like that that might if I had have watched it later in the year might have made my list, but I don't know. It was kind of a weak Oscars this year. Remember. Did you watch the Oscars? It was it was kind of like in they I just did a, like a watch really award shows.
1: I I can care I can care less. So that's I, right. Well, we've, we've talked about that. well,
0: I hope you're I hope you're going to put on your best for the jerkies this year. When we do so, it.
1: Oh, well our award show is different. I'm not watching that. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm participating. That's a different that's a different thing. But so, I'm, to get back to get back to where we're talking about, I'm glad you like the bot. I'm sure I'm going to see it when it comes out on a streaming service, you know, in the matter of what a month or something like that.
0: Oh, you can already you can already rent it. I think
1: exactly, exactly. So, boom. I'll I'll, uh, I'll check in on that and let you know. All right. So, what was again, your what my, was your
0: number five? Or my what?
1: number five actually is probably going to surprise you. Like, first off, um, I think that you know this was a tough year for sure. Like, and well, I I think are before I get into my picks, let's let's cover something here, Doug. Okay. So, I think what a lot of my friends or, you know, people who are movie buffs, you know, they're like, oh, you have a movie podcast. You should be like, you figure you'd be watching this, 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 this. I don't think that you and I are like movie fanatics. No. Like we enjoy movies like in, you know, there's a lot of stuff that didn't resonate with my <laughs> with my gut this year. And, you know, I, I'm not going to just go out of my way to watch everything that comes out. So. I will say, you know, before I get into my picks, that I I'm sure I missed some of the stuff that you know was people's favorites, like the Queen's Gambit. I didn't watch that. Was that um, this year? I think so. I oh. think so. Okay. And there's, there's there's like a couple of things that I that I just didn't necessarily watch. Uh, but it, again, nothing took me. But so these are the things that that I was uh, surprised and I had some experiences with. So getting into it, just that's my my. Uh, uh, disclaimer before i get into my list okay
0: so we're 11 minutes in and we still haven't heard your first pick so let's let's get that let's get that out The people are dying to hear dog
1: dying no well no nothing too i mean exciting but suicide squad 2
0: that was number five
1: it surprised me. So it made my list because I went into it expecting to absolutely hate it. It was more about the experience rather than the actual movie itself. Okay. Um, so I went into, like, I was like, okay, this is going to be a huge piece of shit. And, and I was proven a little bit wrong. Like, I really kind of enjoyed it and had some laughs. There was some good action to it. Like, it didn't take itself all that seriously. I feel like the first one, which I hated... Um, was like, it was trying to be so much. And this one, I think, just te- took itself less seriously. It kills off a bunch of people in the opening scene. Like, I, I, I just gotta, I like something that, you know, um, surprises me. So I, I, I'm not going to say it's like one of the best movies, like, uh, you know, I don't know if it will get remembered over time, but it was an experience that I had that it surprised me. And I think surprise is going to be a theme on my list this year, or this this uh this this time around. This, again, this isn't the jerkies, but our, our review here. So, but anyways, did you you didn't watch it? I didn't.
0: I, I, I you know what I'm trying to remember. It. Was there any like I don't think Will Smith was in it. Was Jared Leto in it? Like I. I just,
1: uh, Idris, Alba, um your boy can't see me, Cena, Pete Davidson, um, and it was like honestly, I was entertained, and it was there was a lot of funny parts, and it was like again. You, you they they come in they get, they pitch this whole team and then they just like kill them all, all right. which I, I I just appreciate so anyway, if anyways. if
0: Cena's in it I'm in. He surprised me. He was funny. He was pretty
1: funny. And he was like it was like you know he was a little vulgar, which you know you usually see him in like the you know the more ch- uh, family friendly roles or just a little bit more accessible roles. But anyways. This was just, it's again, it surprised me. It was a decent action film, it had some laughs, and I went in expecting to hate it. So that's why it's my number five. Um, and that's probably, you know, I, I'm really, another thing is I'm way off of the, uh, I'm down, uh, in, in terms of down, I mean, I'm negative on the uh, soul superhero fad right now. So mm. that's another thing that I had going against it.
0: Welcome to the club. So I got I to gotta say, right. I am looking forward to the next year's Batman with um, uh, Robert Patterson. Batman,
1: yeah, Batman and the Cat. I love Robert Patterson. I, yeah, I just found I just
0: found out Colin Farrell is playing um, the penguin in that movie. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Oh, word. Yeah. Nice. I like Colin Farrell. All right. All right, my, moving
1: on. What's your number
0: four there, Doug? My number four is first time we had been back to the movies. Crystal and I really get into the uh, scary movies during the season and – yeah. You know, we kind of saw this one played, uh, it was with Carrie Russell, the, the movie's called Antlers. Um, yeah, I knew you were going to bring up. Yep. Yeah. So, again, I think a lot, like you were saying, I wasn't expecting that much. I was expecting to be scared. It looked good, it good enough for us to, you know, go to the movies and, and check it out. But I don't think I was expected to be spooked that bad, and it was just really a really well-done movie, too, at the same time. Like, it was... I always I got a soft spot for Carrie Russell. Jesse Plemons is in it too. He's the guy who plays uh, Todd in Breaking Bad. He's, uh, I think he's in Friday Night Lights too. He's, you know who I'm actually, talking about?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he looks like the they call him in Hollywood like what? Fat Brad Pitt or fat, something? Or fat like, Damon.
0: Fat Damon. Like Matt Damon. Fat Damon. Right. Yeah.
1: No, right. Fat Damon, not Matt Damon, not Brad Pitt, but Fat Damon. He looks exactly like Matt Damon in certain lights, but certain angles. Yeah. You know, like. But anyways, he's he's a great actor. That's like pretty much everything he touches is like really good.
0: He is. He's a sneaky. I've got. I'm buying stock in him. I'm thinking he's gonna be the next uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman type of actor, especially when he gets older. That's a great call. That's Uh, a great call. But anyways, he definitely was fat Damon in this one. He put on a few extra pounds for the role of this cop that was in it, and it just it like a lot of this stuff now. We've talked about like scary movies being too much, too much like The Ring and too much like you know the blue ghost scary creature this was not it definitely had a little bit of uh special uh, special effects in it but the special effects weren't why it was scary it was just like a classic you know this creature that no one knew what it was and it would creep up on people it was contained and then it got loose i i don't want to ruin the whole the whole thing in case anyone else sees it but it was definitely my favorite scary movie of the year and, and my fourth favorite thing that i saw all year
1: and that's another thing, so I, in my research for this, I, I came across, I'm like, and I went over the, I googled top 50 movies of the year, and I was like, damn, I really didn't see like many of these. But that's one that I was, I'm really looking forward to watching, because not only because it, I, is it an
0: A24 film? Uh, I don't think it's A24, it was Guillermo... Uh, Locoro. Yeah, yeah, he, he, had, he had done the, he, it was directed by him very, very dark the entire time. I don't think you see the sun in the entire movie. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was just awesome. It was really good to like, we were, there were screams in the theater. I think I can't confirm or deny that Crystal was one of those screams. Uh, and then we, <laughs> after the movie, I think you had a show later in the, later on that night. So we came, we left the movie theater and we had to go that's get it. Right, we had right. to go get a drink just to kind of, to kind of cut the edge after, after that movie. It was just, it was terrifying. It was great. Mm. There was someone behind us in the movie theater too. There was a girl who I think screamed so loud that she actually fell out of her seat. So, anytime a movie can do something like that, it was just a good move. It was my best movie going experience of the year. So, I think that that's feeding into my number four. But let's get into your number four. What do you got? Yeah,
1: it's all about the experience. Um, So, I'm going to do this is one of my deep cuts, I think, for this list. Um, So, I love sketch comedy. Um, and the, the name of the show for my number four is, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. And I don't, I, you may recognize this guy. He's in Detroiters. He's been, he's been in a bunch of different comedies, but he's got this, um, sketch comedy show out right now. And the second season came out this year. Um, and he knows how to pull weight. Like he has got a ton of like, you know, famous people who come on, but the, the type of comedy is very, it's like between Tim and Eric and, uh, uh, Tim and Eric and uh, he's got his own brand, but very Midwestern though. He plays up the whole Detroit thing. And like, he's got, he's just got his things. Like he loves hot dogs. It's <laughs> so anyways, I I, I want to see a return to sketch, sketch comedy. I, I love the quick idea and then move on from it. Um, and it, you had also mentioned, I can't remember who you were speaking of. I think it was last podcast or two podcasts ago about, um, including diversity in a way that didn't feel forced. Like he does this, like he's, he yeah. does this in a really great cool. way on this sketch comedy show.
0: We were talking about master of none when we were talking about that. Um, right. Right. Is it, what, what platform is this on?
1: This is on Netflix. And again, it's, uh, it's a, it's the season two. I think there's probably like six episodes. And again, it's just quick sketches. And then they move on. They're really, it's kind of offbeat humor um, but some of them are are accessible. Some of them are a little bit more zany. Um, but I definitely. So this brings me just to a question that I wanted to throw at you. Um, also, throw so it. So what do you think?
0: Toss it over. So,
1: oh, you know, you know, you know. I'll wait. I'll, I'll come back when I, when we do our razzies. Uh, I, I'll, okay, I'll Kill come back me. to it. Though. All right, I promise.
0: I will be ready uh, then too.
1: But I'm. Ex- I love sketch comedy. I think quick ideas and then going up, but he, he's doing a few different things that I, that I really liked again, assimilating uh, um, diversity into his, his, his acts without uh, it feeling forced. Yeah. And then um, also just the, the, uh, the type of humor is right up my alley. Like, like him in a board meeting like during lunch and he's got a, he, he can't miss his lunch, so he sneaks a hot dog in and chokes on a hot dog. It's just like – it's really like right up my alley. So anyways. we had It's funny mom.
0: you said that Tim Robbins is a guy that you like hot dogs. We, we actually – I don't know if this – we have a friend in town who is named Tim. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but he – it's just he has a weird obsession with pod, or with hot dogs as well. Like, I think oh, yeah. he eats a hot dog every single day. So, it kind of, I'm picturing this, my, our this friend, guy, Tim.
1: Like, so, in, in the show Detroiters, where it's him and this guy, I can't remember the other guy's name, but they're, they're ad, they run this ad agency in Detroiters, but they're always like, they're like, God, Tim, did you eat something? He's like, I had two hot dog bowls. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, what is a hot dog bowl? Like it That sounds actually like sounds kinda kind of good.
0: I, I might try that hot dog bowl.
1: It's. A hot dog ball? Yeah. yeah. I, guess, I don't know where the bread is involved, or if it's just chopped up. hot. I
0: don't know. I'm picturing but, like on a bed of rice, like chopped up hot dogs, or maybe like a bed of macaroni, some hot dogs, onions, like every, like a deconstructed hot dog, some pickles in there, and it might not be too bad. All right. So anyways,
1: so, they they definitely he's got his own style, but you know it's. Uh, sketch comedy, we'll come back to that. So okay. getting on to your number three.
0: Number three. I've got something that I... I don't know if I ever got you to watch this, but it was it was called White Lotus. So this is an HBO short series with Steve Zahn, Connie Britton, um, a bunch of other different actors and actresses. It was, it was a pretty decent cast. and uh, Created by Mike White. I think it was like six or seven episodes. It was one of those ones that just released every Sunday. And it was something that Crystal and I just... We watched... We kind of got, it took us a little bit to get into it. Like it took us like three or four episodes to really kind of figure out what it was. It, it presents itself as like a murder mystery at the beginning, and then like you're six episodes in with one or two to go, and there there hasn't been any hint towards any type of violence or whatever. It's just a bunch of really dumb, funny. And I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy, but it was just a bunch of really dumb, rich people that are in on this resort in Maui uh, having a a vacation. And there's a lot of drama that goes kind of along with that. Um, I don't know. It just it just was weird The the it's I think the main character is the concierge or like the hotel manager. And he's kind of like this eccentric guy who's dealing with a bunch of things and he so just
1: like Clue, almost like Clue. Yes, a little
0: bit. yes, it's kind of like a modern Clue. But you don't you you realize it's a you think it's a murder mystery, but then it kind of just gets into everyone's personal life and how even though they're on this like extravagant vacation, they're 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 still all their problems are still very present and mm. I don't know they they kind of do it in a funny way too, but. So did you
1: say that they they they're releasing it sequentially, but week the week too.
0: So we watched the first like three episodes. We binge them. We kind of binged them, and then we were hooked after like the first three episodes. Still didn't really know what the what the show was all about, but it was just so like visually stunning. Like because it was it was filmed in Hawaii, and we had been to you know a few beaches around there. It just looked recognizable to us that and. Steve Zahn and Connie Britton are like. At least I love Steve Zahn. I know Crystal. We were just in. Stifler's mom was like a, an old rich uh, lady that was there, and it it was so just
1: was it was it released week to week though? Yeah, it, it, it was.
0: It was. So after we watched the first three, I think the last like four or five episodes, we had to wait for, um, and it was just kind of fun following along with like other podcasts that I listened to too that were kind of like analyzing what would happen and uh so i think
1: that's something i think that's something that we are that is getting phased out a little bit that i really kind of miss um so me maddie and jake used to get together for game of thrones you know and waiting for it and getting excited for it getting excited for it and i don't know if there's anything we're kind of doing that with the show called the witcher right now We're, we're taking it you know we're watching it um installment by installment, but, you know, um, I kind of like that, that public, like that shared experience of like, Oh, what's going to happen next week on, you know, this it's, it's something that I love, you know, binge watching it is cool and all. Um, like we'll get into that later with one of my number one picks or one of my top picks. But, um, I think that's something that I kind of miss. Um, like you said that, uh, you would listen to other podcasts or talk to your friends or whatever about it. Or you and Crystal may get excited for Sundays, you know, it being, you know, the day that it's coming out. I think that's something that we're, we're missing with this, um, when shows are primarily getting released all at once now. I mean, there, there's a few that still hang on to it, but I think that's something that's getting phased out with streaming.
0: I still, I still really like it. Netflix, obviously, when they release something, they just dump it and you can have it. And there's not much... The only way that you can talk about it with people or find medium around it is if you just watch it all right at the beginning, and then you have to have you have to be lined up with people. So I th- I'm not going to tell you what my last two are, but th- those are things that we do. We watch and talk about it with other our friends, and I think that that goes into my enjoyment with it. I mean, this is not on my list, but Crystal and I I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. We watch a lot of we watch the bachelorettes and the bachelors, and they're just completely scripted and. I'm just pissed off. It's just producer stuff. It makes me more angry than anything. But it's something that we want that comes out every Monday or Tuesday, and we know is going to be there. And like, there's an anticipation for it. Sure. So we uh, and her and I, even though we're watching it at the same time, we watch very differently. She goes and goes online and finds out who the winner was, but then just like likes the drama watching up. I like the suspense of okay, who's getting kicked out? I almost treat it like Survivor. And I, so we watch for two different ways, but it's still something that we we don't actually get the content until like the next week. And that, that's I don't know if that's old school, but I, I like that format of watching.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, there's anticipation to it, you know. Yeah. That's why people say spoilers, spoilers. But but I it was I think as I was alluding to before, I think that that when everything was on cable and getting released, you know, week to week or sequ- sequentially, um, um, then it was more of a cultural happening, whereas now it's like, oh, like, that's why I'd argue that something getting released in December shouldn't be considered relevant until 20- 2022 or yeah, whatever, you we, know. Yeah,
0: we almost should be doing this in seasons, like the, the, the winter, like the Oscar into the spring push. Then there's nothing really that happens in summer. It's just a bunch of, like, Weird new game shows, which I kind of get into those too. And then in the fall, towards towards the winter, that's when it kind of picks back up again as far as like shows and different stuff. But uh, but I think like that's the time you can go back and watch stuff that maybe you didn't see. Like if I'm still, I still have Peaky Blinders on my on the top of my list to go back and watch. And there's a bunch of other different like Netflix shows and HBO series that I haven't gotten into that I want to go back and watch. And you can you can just you know put those throughout the year if there's not a show that's going on and you can kind of start those up
1: yeah but again the it's 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 less of a shared experience and it's more of yeah, like right it's you have to either binge it and then find it online or like there's a show which i'll mention a little bit that i'm waiting and i and i know we'll get into it a little bit but i i was waiting Spoil. yeah I, well,
0: I i know what show you're talking about talk- and i i know what show you're talking anyway. about and i purse and i and I specifically haven't brought that up. I've wanted to, but anyways, so let's yeah. let's get closer anyways. to that. Let's get to your number three so that we don't ruin it like we usually do.
1: So my number three is the Beatles documentary, Get Back. Nice. So it uh, is on Disney Plus, and what it is is, you know, we started it uh, as a family on um, Thanksgiving. Yep. And uh, but what it was is uh, the video – footage remastered and, and condensed into three episodes which I have yet actually yet to finish but what it is is the, uh, the Beatles live sessions recording of Let It Be and um, essentially the uh, uh, film was running the whole time and it really just highlights the interpersonal um, uh, relationships between each of the Beatles it gives some insight into who Yoko, what Yoko Ono's presence was like, um, it kind of gives some insight into where they were in terms of their influences. Like, clearly Harrison was being influenced by um, Hinduism and Buddha, or, uh, uh, Hare Krishnaism.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, and- I watched that first episode, too. So you said you did not finish it and it was still your number three. The, the number... I haven't finished the last episode,
1: which is when they go up on the rooftop and perform, okay. which is, I understand, the culmination of it all. Um, no, yeah. so it's my... So, when I first watched it, I will, my perception of the Beatles changed, personally. Like, so, my perception of Paul changed, my perception of George changed, my perception of Ringo and John, less... The, John the least so, but all, the three of them, especially Paul, especially... Um, George and then and then Ringo again all the insight and and then Yoko as well they are all surprising insights into their personalities and and in their um their presence because that's something that we really didn't get much of is is the Beatles um, playing live and in the later years and, and kind of that. Insight, that whole documentary style thing that's huge now, there, that wasn't very prevalent back in the day. So all the footage of the Beatles I feel like we had seen and it wasn't necessarily behind the scenes. And this is what that is. Yeah. And it was really informative and, and kind of just uh, uh, inspiring, but also like thought provoking. Um,
0: so so the, the thing that I only saw the first part, you said it's three or four parts. It's three. Three parts. So I just saw the first part, the, the open montage where they're just kind of playing Beatles songs and hopping around London and showing, you know, Never Before footage. That was cool. The each part was like a little long. Like I just remember like feeling like they weren't going anywhere. The, the cool part was when they were actually writing songs like, you know, before the Beatles, you're watching it and you know, before the Beatles, how the song is going to turn out and they don't know yet. And so they're playing around with it. You almost kind of want to. You know, scream at the TV or sing along with the TV. And just be like, okay, this is the next verse. Like, you're almost there. So that was a cool part of watching that. The other part that I found interesting was, the, like, J- John wasn't as uptight as I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be, like, defending Yoko. They didn't seem to hate Yoko. She was just always there. She was just right by his side the entire time. It was side.
1: less of a contentious environment. yeah. So
0: like, there was always a rumor that she broke up the Beatles but she had she wasn't doing anything wrong there she wasn't annoying anyone she was just there that's all I
1: think it, it but also the level of stardom that they had like, yeah. the global stardom like that's what I think we can never understand what they what they were thinking because you can never understand that's like to be a figure of that magnitude is just like it, we, you can never understand their perception. You know what I mean? Because of how just how big the they are. From, I mean,
0: I think the people in our lifetimes who have gotten there, and you and I were talking about this off the pod the other day, was Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and you know maybe maybe LeBron now. Maybe LeBron. No, no, no. LeBron. Michael I mean, Jackson, I, Michael
1: Jackson and LeBron are not in the same conversation in terms of startups.
0: I think numbers-wise, I mean, just because the world's so much bigger and there's so much more insight, maybe he is. But you're right. Like, the random person probably doesn't know. Like, if you were to a 1,000 people, Michael Jackson back in the 90s or 80s and 90s would have been higher, like, highly recognizable than, than LeBron. But still, there's very – like, those are the only examples I can think of aside from, you know, U.S. presidents and stuff that you can really recognize as is like huge pop figures like the Beatles were on that level.
1: That level of stardom is almost unattainable. Like it's, I don't know if it can be, there can be that level of stardom. It's like, you know, John Lennon compares the Beatles to, he says we're bigger than Jesus. And, uh, you know, I mean, in terms of how many people follow the Beatles as opposed to follow Christianity, it's arguable. Like, it's, you know, the Beatles are massive, like, massive, massive, massive. So they bigger than Elvis, I would argue. And, like, like I don't think we can have, in, in this day and age, I don't think we can have somebody with that level of stardom. Asi- aside
0: possible. from the president, aside from Donald Trump, aside from, you know, Obama, who do you think the most recognizable person on the planet is today? Maybe Elon Musk. No no, I don't think so no way Elon no. Musk I think American no. he he might be an American yeah. that that's
1: I don't know I don't know that was that's what just came to my head first um but no I, but I take it back almost I,
0: I think completely. it's I, I do think it's LeBron I think with his movies with his movies now or like eh, I don't know they, Inter- um, international international
1: right. Exactly.
0: It, it still might be Paul McCartney. It still might be like right. That like that's that's how uh, the big. The most
1: recognizable he is. face from here to Kathmandu. It's like I don't
0: know. I'm sure there's someone obvious that'll come to us as we keep talking, but it's yeah.
1: I, I guess it's got to be a president. The
0: fact know. that it's just ne- right not on the top of our head or right. at the top right. of mind means that you're right. It's probably there's there's it's hard to obtain that level. So. But yeah, I, I gotta watch the 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 next two the next two episodes. It's just it's 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 an investment. You have to be willing to sit there for three four hours in a clip, and you know. And- but
1: also, to, to keep on theme, you know, I I think it, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a little bit of a surprise out of it. Like if you thought you knew the Beatles, I think this really paints a more. Defined picture of them, which, you yeah, know, it, it answers again. a lot
0: of questions that you never thought would be answered as far as, you know, what their dynamic was at that time. Also done by Peter Jackson, uh, the, yes. the, the director, yes. um, which yep. I thought would show through a little bit more in the first part, but no, he, he had never done anything like that. So it wasn't, you yeah. know. It's hard to compare Lord of the Rings with that, so
1: right. But it's almost like they put his name on it just because they entrusted someone. No, he was involved.
0: He was involved in all, of, you know, in chopping all that stuff and di- actually directing that. I mean, even though he wasn't right. obviously there in the in the flesh, he well, put they, that all. They together.
1: entrusted. They entrusted someone. They could. Anyways, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. So all right, moving on. So definitely check that one out. No matter what, if you're into history, check that one out because it really does kind of paint a new picture of. I don't know if Yoko, do you think Yoko will still be known as Yoko after
0: this? Yeah, I think so, yeah. it's, it's yeah, just, exactly. It's, it's just hard, been...
1: That's a hard one to shake.
0: 50 years of people, that being ingrained in people. But I, I myself, after watching that question, if she really, if the rumor that she broke up the Beatles or whatever is well, really true.
1: Well, also, you know, they had a relationship until the day he died, too, which there's, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened between her, her and his family and his sons. Anyways, let let's move on from the the Beatles and get into your number two. Here. Okay,
0: number two is this one is something that I think I started in January. I so I so it's on season four. It's Yellowstone, is is my number two. So yeah, the first three seasons of Yellowstone, I think were in previous years, but. I believe it was early in 2021 that I just binged them all, right? So I think the end of season three was in the beginning of 2021. And then the start of season four is actually, I think the season finale is coming up this Sunday. So this actually, depending on how good the season finale was, I thought about making this my number one, but because we just, I haven't seen how it's wrapped up yet. I didn't want to put it, give it that spot, but I just had fun watching binging the first three seasons and now the se- season 4 usually that's where a, a series kind of takes a turn and you kind of get sick of the shit it i'm still loving the show i still look forward to it every single week there was a slow yeah, part.
1: you're not alone it's, it's a huge show right now I, I haven't i've seen scenes i haven't seen a full episode but uh, I understand that it's uh you know pretty compelling. Costner kill, is killing it.
0: Kevin know. Costner, Cole Hauser, and just a bunch of other like faces that you would you would recognize in this show. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like, oh, I don't even know how to. It's like almost like a Sons of. I don't know if you watch Sons of Anarchy. That was that was a it good. It reminded
1: one, but, me of o- the Ozarks. Ozarks. Yeah,
0: that's like, a good one too. It's it's it reminds me of that, but it's just it's filmed in Montana, so it's just like. It, it, it's it's everything you like about watching like a, a national geographic documentary yet there's like huge like you know small family you know mixed with large corporation drama and war that's going on in this you know seemingly quiet area of the country so and, and costner talks like batman the entire time like after the shows i'm always i'm always talking like this darling. He
1: like, reminded me of Harrison Ford. I thought that was him, like him, like Harrison Ford kind of does that now, but he's talking yeah. like this.
0: <laughs> uh, it's just a cowboy culture too. It's just kind of a an insight into you know rodeos and it, it's it. I don't know if it's mindless, but it's it's fun. It's just it's visually stimulating to watch. Costner seems to have found his niche with this and. Um, I don't know i just i've really been enjoying it especially this year since i've started it and now i'm caught up to to the the final not the final season the fourth season
1: yeah that's gonna be one of those ones where if if it ends really well and it ends great and everyone's talking about it then i'll give it a try but i feel like i'm pretty behind in the game to catch up i mean not that i'm not going to but i just it, it doesn't i'm not like oh i gotta sit down and watch this immediately like
0: it it was it was something that was fun like that. as leading up to the first episode, Crystal and I were on in Cabo a honeymoon slash birthday you know trip that we were talking about earlier, and every every night they were playing a recap of season three, and then it just reminded me how much I liked it, and then it just kind of moved into this season. And again, we get we have to wait every single week for an episode, so I'm catching up on different theories and talking to our friends who are also watching it about it. Or, or uh, talking about them to to the sh- with the show, talking about the show with them, and so it's just been it's just been fun. It's just been really fun.
1: I'm glad you're having fun, Doug.
0: <laughs> it's, life's all that, dog.
1: Absolutely. So how I stimulate my how I have some fun with myself. Uh, we're my uh, yeah. Fun.
0: Wait, 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 wait. This is a family okay. podcast, Doug. You don't need to get into that.
1: <laughs> well Anyways, I I really I enjoy psychology. So I I think another uh, facet of the streaming uh, age is um, that entertainment is changing in that it is, there's also new forms of education uh, um, with these documentaries, but also there's, there's shows like the one is, that's my number two, it's called the mind explained, which is on Netflix. And there's two seasons. The second one came out this year and it goes into things like, um, so the, the topic of focus, uh, in the modern age, topic of the teenage brain and how it's adapting to uh, technologies and the, the influx of information. There, um, there's uh, stuff that, uh, an episode on brainwashing, which kind of goes into the QAnon age and how people just, essentially how the brain is reacting in, in the modern times, but also as, as technology around, you know, Understanding um, cognitive functions and in, in macro and micro psychology, uh, there th- this is a series that makes it a little bit more accessible. There's a lot of like, you know, vivid drawings or like w- they explain uh, kind of con- complex concepts in accessible ways. Um, but also that you know the the again the, I think the there's a market for this new form of self education. Mm. Um, where you know this where am I supposed to find education about uh, psychology you know you know before but you know maybe 10 years ago where would you find information about stuff like this
0: yeah you'd have to get a textbook or you'd have to go to you take a course or something like that right so mm-hmm. but this yeah. is also so like this is brought to you as a form of entertainment so I think we've talked about this on other podcasts like Like, is this actual science, or is this just someone's theory? Or like, is there a celebrity narrative narrator for this? Like, are you are you feeling like you're entertained, or are do you feeling like okay, like I'm in class again, learning about stuff, but it's just something that interests me now? It's
1: in between. So, so I think this. I think there's really something to. I'm fascinated with learning styles Uh, as an audible learner. Um, I learn a lot quicker by listening as, which is why I'm partial to podcasts and, um, and, and listening as opposed to reading and as opposed to, you know, there's all the different learning styles that weren't taken into account when we were brought up. And I think that this is, so to answer your question is it entertainment or is it education? Um, I think it's both. Um, and I think it's, yeah, there, there, it being on such a huge platform, and the, it being a culmination of professionals, I think it, it's pretty reliable, um, as well as the information that backs it up. They, they provide the scientific information, but it's not necessarily the nitty-gritty where it, that's going to lose you. But again, going back to learning styles, I think there's a lot of efficacy or um, effectiveness or is it efficacy? Works or, no, it's effectiveness um, in uh, using pictures and, in drawings and stuff, a lot of, a lot of, um, autistic folks respond much more, uh, will pay attention when a, a picture is being drawn or something is visualized as, or, or
0: audibleized so, as opposed so to So this, this thing, the reason why you like this is because you liked the way it made you think it made you think in a different way or it made you understand you felt like you were learning something. Like what was the main yeah, feeling was, that you got from this, that made you like it so much? And it I it. It
1: was, it's stimulating. Um, What's the main, I say, oh, interesting. I say, uh, huh. Like, so, <laughs> it's stuff that I can't, what? what?
0: Like, ah. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, my, that's my chance, my honest <laughs> oh, Interesting. It's, it, I don't know, it's, um, the, the world is changing, and I think any insight into how we are changing at the individual level, I think, is fascinating. So,
0: Education, yeah. I I think that that's a good answer. I think I understand what you mean by that. So, I I mean, I didn't even know this was out there. So hopefully people who are listening to this are like, uh, half the reason why we're doing this is so we're giving people recommendations based off of like our styles of what they would like. Like you said last year with your uh, My My Octopus, what was it called? My Octopus Teacher. My
1: Octopus Teacher, yeah.
0: Right. So I I don't think I would have ever even known that was out there. And we watched it and it was great. It was, I loved it. Yeah. that being
1: said, I am very well aware and acknowledge that the people who are making it own the narrative. Yeah, so well, that's why I asked: have, is
0: it is it more scholastic or is it more entertainment? And if you were to say entertainment, I said be careful because not all not all that stuff as we talked about on past podcasts are just because there's there's no one self checking themselves. I mean, there's no one checking themselves other than themselves, so they can say and do whatever they want with. Absolutely.
1: Maddie and I were watching a documentary last night called Bad Sport. There's a series on like um, crazy events in sports. And anyways, like it's only these guys attesting to these events. So it's only their words that we're taking, like how embellished they are after all this time or, you know, what they are choosing to omit or not is like, no, I'm absolutely aware that some of these documentaries are absolutely entertainment for entertainment purposes and and
0: potentially partial partial fiction as well sometimes or elaborated stories i think that's what made like the fire festival thing so fun was because you know someone could just say something extreme about you know the mcfarland character or whatever was going on there's very like limited footage so like you would see like the disaster area but then someone would be like oh everyone was you know yeah, I don't know. We, or we, we just as with, as with everything nowadays you have
1: to take it all with a grain of salt and triple check if you're going to if you're going to state something. That, and we learn it on this podcast all the time. I'll say something wrong <laughs> and then I'll listen to it later and check it. It's like, you know, you can't like this is not a, a, a news podcast. This is entertainment. This is me running my mouth, you know what I mean? Yeah, and no, I'm,
0: and I'm just saying with there's so much stuff out there it's hard to know what's what's true and what's not. And yes, we Never, we oh, almost on every single podcast say something that's completely. We can false. barely get names
1: right, so please don't take right. our word as fact. <laughs> but check out this Mind Explained. I think it's pretty. It's pretty uh, thought provoking, but also is presented in a way that is, is yeah, it's entertaining.
0: So um, number okay. I will. I will definitely check it out. This sounds like right. the My Octopus Teacher that you recommended from last year. So, so
1: and that's why I, I, a lot of people have challenged me on this. On My Octopus Teacher, and that the guy was was putting anthropomorphizing the octopus too much. He was. He, oh, he was.
0: He definitely was. But it was still interesting. Like I, I don't think that I necessarily learned too much about octopus from that. But I was definitely entertained. Visually, it was great like the idea I, like that, I don't think that the guy was out there every single day. Like I don't. Like right. he says he was there, but it was still entertaining for me. Um, so number 1 for me. Are you ready for are you ready for my number 1?
1: Go on get it. What is it?
0: All right, so I'm not sure if you even saw this uh, I think I recommended this to you but another HBO series starring Kate Winslet, Mare of Easttown. By far, this is this is number one by far. Again, granted, whatever happens on Yellowstone, it might be able to overtake it. But right now, as a complete piece of work, of Easttown, awesome, awesome, awesome series. Not too much dialogue. So that's the one thing
1: I've heard about it. It's just very, it's dialogue heavy.
0: Yeah, uh, no, Wait, of Easttown? It's it's like yeah. character development heavy. Uh, again, there's. Something there's girls going missing in this one. It's a, it's kind of a spotlight, much like the Wire was a spotlight on Baltimore. This is like a spotlight on like suburbia, you know, middle class suburbia, Philadelphia. Uh, Kate Winslet it just did a did a role that she usually she's like kind of like an elegant, you know, w- you know. Think of her roles in like Titanic or any type of rom com that she's been in or something like that. This one she's kind of like a gritty cop that you know. Doesn't necessarily play by the rules. I know I'm spouting all these cliches, but it, she really was. And she had a great Philadelphia Philly accent. Um, a lot of like characters that you've kind of seen the, their face and name, and you kind of know who they are, but really have some of their best performances in this. And just like I said, the character development, the actual finale of it, everything. It was just... It, Anyone who hasn't seen it, you you included, if you haven't, it was by is far my one, number one is thing it anyways. Just
1: one s- season, one and done.
0: Yeah, so it was a short series. It was one of those short series that we're seeing <clears> a lot with, like the Reese Witherspoons, Nicole Kidman. They're doing these short series that are limited to eight episodes. They film it almost like it's a, mo- almost like it's an eight-hour long movie or a nine-hour long movie. Um, but definitely a lot of twists in there. A lot of. Things that you didn't see coming, uh, but all things that kind of make sense once you get to that final episode. So, not only was it very well done, the, the storyline was, uh, I would say, ninety-five percent satisfying. To it could have ended, I'm not, I don't want to again spoil it for you. it Could have ended maybe a scene or two before it actually did, but what you know, the ending that actually did happen was was good and wrapped everything up.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I I not heard anything necessarily straightforward bad, but I did hear her Philly accent was a little strong or whatever. What? But it's it, you know, she's British, right? So it's, yeah. it's much
0: so much like you and I critique. Yeah, she's British, so the fact that she could even do one. That's, yeah, that's a long
1: change. That's a big. You know, that's a big change up there. <clears throat> but, but she no, but, I, I'm. But yeah, I, much I like you and
0: I can came. like critique Boston accents or like New England accents. You know they. I, I don't know i don't know if i could necessarily critique a philly accent so maybe that's why i liked it as much or as much as i did but yeah i would definitely by far my number one
1: well that's another thing these you know these limited series which is also my number one is is i i believe a limited series um let's, it's uh
0: let's get into it go for it what's your number
1: one so well, hang on. I'm going off yours, but okay. Uh, but my the, this limited series is a new format, essentially. So it's like there's a new medium to to tell stories. Um, there's I, a. It, I like think it's my favorite.
0: There. I think it's my favorite way to watch TV now.
1: Me too, because it's you know you get the depth of the characters. They built you know there's not two a three hour movie is a long movie to watch um and in one sitting but the the short series you know that can it can be a five-hour movie but broken up anyway so it's it's more palatable i think um a little more accessible anyways that's another product of the streaming um uh, the streaming era is is that there and as you said there's so much money put into these that they are like big hollywood films in terms of the weight they pull, the cast, and, and the the sets and, and CGI and all that stuff. So it's a it's a it's a new format. Um, and my number one to link it is is a show called True Story, but, and it's <laughs> Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes.
0: Loved um, it. I, so you it, turned me on to this one. Okay, go go for it. Why did you like it so no, much? No,
1: I, so, so glad that you watched it. Phil and I actually haven't talked about it yet. I'm so, because I'm waiting for Laura to, to watch it too. I'm so anxious to talk about it because it was surprising. Wouldn't you say? Weren't
0: you surprised by it? I was surprised how much I liked it. Yes. Well, I was really looking forward. I watched because of Wesley Snipes, because I, I'm just a huge, you know, as we've said on this podcast before, and like what he did with. Um, White man can't jump, and you know the Blade series, and 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 U.S. Marshals, whatever. I I just felt like I hadn't seen Wesley Snipes in twenty years, and it was such a good role for him.
1: But completely different than I think I've seen him before. So totally, it was
0: totally. He looked he good, was, dude. He, for him being, he's got to be pushing what sixty, if not in his, in his mid camp. in his mid fifties, yeah, and he looks really good. Like, he looks really good
1: he, he 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 brings out his acting chops um, and it's just a different role for him but it's he still uses his physical ability like he still moves like Wesley snipes a little bit you know what I mean he moves around really very deliberately um, but uh, it's not an action it's not an action role for him necessarily although <clears throat> so getting to the show it's surprising because firstly starring Kevin Hart the comedian it's not a comedy no So it's it is a what would you uh uh it's a drama
0: yeah no it's it's a it's like a crime it's it's a crime it's a crime show it's a fictional crime show
1: but i don't want to give away too much because i it, because every so much happens in each episode and it's real fast yes so something will be happening and then boom 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 like a lot happens real quick um
0: i think like Mare of Christ- East, i think like maravis town there's a lot of things that you don't see coming, and when you when you do, you're like, oh shit! There's there's in particular in the first episode, and I won't say what it was. There was an oh shit moment where I'm like, okay, this is not a comedy. This is definitely something to do with a crime, uh, or a crime cover-up. W- that that's not giving anything away. So
1: uh, no, but so the although, it, but it's also a you really unique format. So it's loosely based off his life in that it's he's a a massive. Uh, stand-up comic on the same level of, so it's it's almost like a alternate reality for kev
0: yeah yeah that that's that's a good way of putting it yeah
1: but it, in in this he uses this as a way to show what's happening in his life that's not funny like so there's a, a line that he says towards the end of it that's not gonna ruin anything It says no matter what's happening in my life I still have to go out there and put on a show. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening in my life. I still need to go out there and be funny, which is like basically, so what's happening in his life, all this, this. there's a lot of, again, excitement that happens that, um, you know, he's got to go do stand-ups and be funny and be a, a public figure at this while all this stuff is happening in his personal life. And I think, you know, that's where Wesley, his brother, comes in, Wesley Snipes, um, and, uh, who plays his brother. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it, it was, again, Kevin is acting is, is awesome too. Yeah. You yeah. Say? So
0: I generally don't like stuff that he puts out and like his comedy specials. Yeah, I get, I get why people like it. I, it's just not particularly my, you know, my style. So yeah. this, this, I think was one of the first serious roles that he's had. I mean, he is definitely funny in it. There's definitely some lines that he has. It's, that's pretty funny, but mainly he is freaking out the entire movie, or the entire series, and He's it's balancing. it's a it's a serious.
1: Freaking out.
0: It's a ser- Yeah, exactly. He's it's a serious role for him, and I thought that he pulled. He surprised me in the fact that I didn't think he had this avenue. I didn't think he had the, the acting capabilities to pull off anything other than short, funny comedian guy.
1: Yeah, and it was just it was uh, so well cast as well. Like every everybody throughout it was like really, really well cast. I loved his bodyguard. I thought he was cool. Yep. Um, but uh, so, but talking about why it's my number one is also the experience I had with it. I walked in to Maddie watching it, and I said, "What is this?" And like I literally, I it was one of those things where like it caught my eye, and my eyes didn't leave the TV, but my body sat down. You know what I mean? It just literally gripped me from the second I saw it and I, I didn't see the opening first opening few scenes and then I came in on it and I was like, oh man, this is like, let's go. And I think we sat and watched probably, you know, four episodes right then. And I was like, Whoa, I got to pump the brakes here. And then we, we so we watched it in two sittings. But I mean, we we
0: if, uh, we couldn't we couldn't we had to get up early the next day and we couldn't stop. We watched all seven episodes back to back to back. Each episode's roughly about thirty five to forty minutes, and
1: well, I think that so I think that's what I liked about it, too is there was no uniform time to each episode.
0: Right? No, it didn't fit. Like they didn't a lot of these things they build them for commercials, and so they're all you know in the, about the same time frame. These depending these were like chapters. Sometimes in a book, a chapter will be 20 pages. Sometimes it's five, you know, and then that's kind of what this, yeah. that's kind of what this show did. Uh, but f- depending on whatever the the last chapter or show was, we just, we couldn't not finish it. We just wanted to but see don't what you happened.
1: Think it happened. But don't you think it was pretty ballsy also for him to draw this parallel to his own life? Like there's not, by not giving too much away, Kevin in this, he plays a character called Kid, and he's not the most morally sound person. That's all we're gonna say. And yeah, he, no, it was. I think just, we have
0: said that like with Sa- Star is Born and Lady Gaga, and then Eminem with Eight Mile. Those aren't necessarily biographies, but the fact that we know that they've lived this life some, somewhat, some version of this life makes you believe it a little bit more, or makes you yeah, makes you buy in more
1: but it's a new it's a new medium it's like a it's like this alternate reality and they actually do put his character in a uh, in a superhero movie for a second there but anyways <laughs> but uh but he does he does um, you know try something new here i think the the whole the whole thing is very it was new it was gripping and it was uh surprising i, I, uh, so, li- and
0: then- I liked it so much that i was i mentioned to you i said we should maybe just do like an old school three dogs in a movie on this on this and just really break it down i know we're kind of we're trying to break it down and not spoil it all at the same time right now oh, But we a,
1: i think we've done a pretty good job by of not spoiling
0: it. yeah yeah but i i would like to do like an episode by episode breakdown like that's how much i enjoyed it the reason <clears> i knew it was going to be on your top five and i just finished watching it like three nights ago so i wanted to kind of digest it and let it settle before i put it on my best of year but really enjoyed it and i i I totally back you up as far as recommending to anyone who's listening to watch it.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was fun and it was exciting. And it was surprising. Um, but, but definitely sits on the top of my list, which, um, you know, was that def- I think and Phil and I discussed this, we were certainly influenced by the stuff we've seen more recently, but this year in particular, mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton in my research that that happened at the beginning of the year. So I think we're pretty safe on this list. Um, but getting to some of the funner stuff here, we're we, we also coming with uh, two more things. A Razzie, which is the worst of of the yep. year. Yep. And then we're also going to probably end up just talking with, uh, you know, we love doing this podcast, and so we're going to tell you what our favorite episode of ours was. This okay.
0: Week. Before I get into my Razzie, let's just go, again, five to one, what your favorite content was. I'll go. I'll go. Mine was James Bond, No Time to Die is my five. Four was Antler's three was white lotus two was yellowstone and one was mayor of what was yours five to one
1: suicide squad two number four was i think you should leave with tim robinson three was beale's documentary get back two is the mind explained on netflix and number one was true story with kevin hart also on netflix all right
0: i've got some homework to do for in 2022 to watch some of this stuff so hopefully yeah. hopefully everyone who's listening will check out some of those as well if they haven't already um speaking of a top five list and we were talking about our feet fa- do you wanna do a favorite podcast or do you wanna do uh the Razzie first?
1: Let's do the Razzie first. So cause there was a lot of I saw a lot of junk this year. Um and I think what you I'm going into mine apparently already. Do it. Yeah, do it. I, I've talked about Venom too and how much I oh, thought that man. was Yo, yeah. but to be honest, I think my my and this is tough to say. My um, least favorite thing of the year is the new Always Sunny in
0: Philadelphia. Oh so. no! Oh no! That's so. You're, uh, so a lot of your favorites versus non-favorites. I, it sounds like you're putting up a hype level, or like your your expectations is more of what you. Are rooting. So
1: like, maybe. Okay. So this isn't the worst thing I saw this year because it's not. It was just the most so,
0: disappointing. This is the most. It's disappointing. the most. Okay. Yeah,
1: I was so just dis- because the worst thing that I saw this year was, you know, Venom Two might be. It's up there. It's it's really bad. Um, <laughs> but but no, you haven't been to Sunny. a movie
0: since, right? Venom Two has like killed your your faith in the movies. Uh you still haven't recovered know. from this. This has been months now, dog.
1: Hey, but I know, but I'm still, I'm going to see The Matrix with you in the movie theaters. But no, it hasn't killed my, it just was a, it was a fun experience actually with boys, but uh, it just was a bad movie. But the reason I bring up the the sunny one is because, yeah, it's disappointing, but they've also put out a podcast this year that's one of my absolute favorites. Mm. So they... ah, and this is what I wanted to bring up in terms of, okay, so what, remember I said before, I love sketch comedy and I have this idea that I want to run past you. So with Sonny, I brought this up to Maddie yesterday. So I'm loving their podcast, which they go episode by episode, but it's just them kind of more organically as opposed to trying to tell a story or whatever. Yeah. Um, and what I, I pitched this to Maddie last night. I, I love sketch comedy. Um, what if the Sunny crew instead of like for their final three seasons instead of continuing with the sunny like what if they completely switched up the show and just did a sketch comedy show? You know what I mean like like just what I feel like a show's never done that like they clearly have the momentum we like what who they are but what they're doing is oversaturated. like the characters of Mac Dennis D Charlie are just like like I, I want something new but I still love them.
0: I haven't seen this season, but they did... I think this was like four or five seasons ago. Like, one of their lead-off episodes was called Recycled Trash. And they kind yeah. of made fun of themselves recycling the same jokes and same plots and all this stuff. And it really, ever since then, they've they've just done sequels to, like, Charlie McDaniel. Like, you, you know, like, the... the what was it called, Charlie Char- McDenis? Charlie McDenis. Charlie like they've just no, they, they've done sequels to their greatest hits, and that's when you know that like the creativity's running low.
1: So Maddie and I were saying, you know, the essence is kind of gone a little bit. But again, to balance it out, because the, it, it, I and again it was so disappointing. But their podcast, uh, if you haven't checked out the Always Sunny Philadelphia podcast, it's wicked funny. Like they again, it's they it's them just kind of more natural and. Their own characters, which definitely come through in their characters on the show, um, but I'm I'm enjoying listening to them just banter. Um, and and I think again, why I suggest. So, what would you think about if they were to do like a something completely outside? So, like a sketch comedy show with the Sunny Crew, only yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia does sketch comp. You know, it would be so different. And I think it's just a way that they could still be funny, but outside of oversaturating the idea. No, that's
0: that's a good <laughs> point. Like no show. I'm trying to think of a show that switched it up like that, where they just they do
1: episodes like that, like uh, the, you know, when the game cracks the Liberty Bell or they do concept episodes where they do, you know, all a continuous shot. Or the janitor mops twice was like get old 20s gangster right but like no they, one's ever done they, they, like a
0: full season like that. yeah i i know what you're saying i know what you're saying it's still all centers around the bar and like i get to uh no i think that that would be bold but i think it would be it would definitely be if they did it it would be polarizing if they did it people would either love it yeah. So like there's like, like we said, like there's the solid, Simpsons people who still watch The Simpsons. There's enough people out there who just want the same stuff or they don't I even care. So,
1: they have, they, those three have such a solid fan base that they can basically do what they want right now. And it, it it's too bad that no one has the wherewithal to be like, hey, saturation is happening here. And but but my point is what they're doing on their podcast is hilarious. So it's not like they are not funny. It's just like how how long can a character be funny, you know? Like, yeah. it, it, it a shtick runs out, and you know, and this this happened in The Office too. It, when they run out of ideas, they just start going into the characters and start developing their background, which I don't really give a shit about. Like, I the essence is gone. Yeah, and so it's more just building off of. Who they are, the, the the momentum of the show. Really. The
0: way the way you describe it, I would love to for someone to take a risk. A risk. There's just like so much. I'm sure at this point, there's so much money at stake. I don't think it's ever but happened because a show rarely reaches. You know, it's fourth season. Never mind. It's most,
1: they're already signed on for three more. So seasons, so that's the other
0: part of it. They might have a contract to actually do this traditional show. Like the people who are paying them, say you know th- it would be their cost since they're fronting all the money to do this. What, whether, what or not. So maybe it's not a creative thing. Maybe that's why they are doing this podcast on the side, is because they might be sick of doing the. But they owe money. They, I mean, they owe content to the people who are paying them. Whoever that's FX or whatever, you know, studios they're 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 going for. So that's the other aspect. Their hands might be tied in what they can actually do.
1: Well, I think it's you hear it. You hear them. So they're recording these podcasts as they're filming the new season. So you can hear them talking before they're going into film. Mm-hmm. And there's one episode in particular where they use a CGI monkey and that's not me ruining it. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> you just don't hear the excitement in their voices for it. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, anyway, so that's why that's my Razzie. Uh, what, what did, what did you have for your worst? Though?
0: Um, so I think this one also, it might not be the worst thing that I saw, but it was the thing that I was kind of anticipating. There was a lot of hype around it, a lot of, um uh advertisement and i think it actually came out through netflix and when we actually sat down to watch it 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 sucked and that was A uh, woman in the window with amy adams i don't know if you saw that one but yeah no, I, I think it was I, a really it, popular book that a lot of people read and were from what i understand from people who actually read it it was nothing the ending or you know the the concept was nothing like the book so it didn't it disappointed in that sense in my sense it was just kind of like this, this was Amy Adams I think we gave her a warning at the beginning of the year like mm, you're you know you're kind of on watch right now as far as you know crap that you're that you're actually Selecting. doing great selection and, and, and this was the this was the crap that broke the camel's back or the straw whatever you want to call it
1: yeah, I still have faith I think she's great.
0: So it was. It was just disappointing. That it just the twist at the end was just so predictable. Like the way that it was filmed was just. But not But she's great. playing
1: a different role, though. It, that's cool. I mean,
0: a little bit, a little bit. She's she's kind of just. I don't know. She was playing like this damaged, you know, hermit. I guess she had played that with sharp and sharp objects a to a to an extent. But it just it just was a bad choice, and I just don't think that it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it. I was very disappointed, and that's that's why I'm giving it my Razzie for the year. Yeah, a, the, disappointment jerks.
1: So our Razzies are the disappointments. I think. Like, I, and those are the most Like, I I can let a shitty movie be a shitty movie, but when I look forward to something, and that's when it's the worst. Is when I look forward to it and then I'm let down. Like some of these new Sunny episodes, I'm not laughing out loud at all. I mean, there's funny moments for sure, but there's like one of them where I was like, oh. The, I said the I said that's bottom ten
0: because we him and I
1: are always coming up with. Oh, is this top twenty five, Sunny? Is this, this is, top twenty five? I mean,
0: this is what you and I do on the podcast here. We exactly, we, we rank exactly. these things. So, so. Mad,
1: Maddie is always my my sounding board that I get that I s- steal things from. So speaking of uh, <coughs> going back to and recycling our trash, uh, we we each picked a, a pot of the year or one of our favorites. Right. So what did you do for your favorite one that we recorded? Favorite jerks in the fourth row pod.
0: All right. So I always base these not off of whether they came out great or not. It was how much fun I had doing them yeah. and how much fun I had researching yeah. them. I think two years ago when we did the, the draft with Dylan with the, you know, the basket. SNL draft, yeah. Yeah. So this year it's a tie. And I th- I think the, the one that I had the most fun was was the draft of the fictional basketball team that we did with Terry. I mean, yeah. granted, this was during my quote-unquote bachelor party or whatever you want to call it. It was – the cousins got together. We hadn't done this in years. You, me, Eddie, and Putt, and Terry got together and just had, like, a great weekend. So I think that, that was I was kind of on a high from that too. We were sitting around having breakfast, having coffee, and just kind of doing what you said that they do on the Sunny podcast or the Workaholic podcast. Like, we were just kind of razzing each other, razzing each other, you know – Going over old no, and old had, yeah, sports Eddie movies, in, yeah. He comes in for in
1: a gallery, it's, yeah. No, so I, I had that one, one. I mean,
0: and then our if it was just then I have one that you and I just did it was another draft one that we did the Apocalypse Five. That was that was probably one and one A mm-hmm. as my my favorite podcast that we did for the year. Now whether or not like those mm-hmm. got the top listens or people enjoyed those, that's that's aside. These were the ones that I think that was the most fun for the year for me.
1: Yeah no I loved I really enjoyed recording that I always enjoy when we have special guests and you know and, and involve the the someone else's point of view. We were live and listening. in
0: person too, so that adds a, that adds a component to it too. So we we were talking about it for the rest of the day and talking a little bit about it leading up to it and you know I, I can't remember who you picked. I think it was like a second or third round pick, and Terry and I got a chance to you know. Throwing a couple shots in the low post, it was it was that was fun, Uh, and vice versa. I I know you guys shit on me for my my Rufio pick and who else? Yeah,
1: no, it's it's all it's all in good fun. But I I just it was a fun one to do for me personally. I think so. I I'm really enjoying our either or fun uh, formats. So. I uh, there was a couple that we did like or was it Rocky or Rambo Brave, Braveheart or Patriot so we did we did that one and then we did uh, <clears throat> who's funnier like uh, Austin Powers or yeah uh, I think man so I saw we, those two
0: really, we did apples uh, and oranges and then an either or Th- those were right, like our right. two yeah, <laughs> those are fun
1: so no but I'm also i mean, really enjoying the the okay, the recording of it, absolutely, like, prepping for it, I think it's a great, like, like, uh, these uh, equivalencies are, like, you know, they're the brainchild of us, like, who would ever compare these, you know, I'm not seeing this, but also, I'm really enjoying the social media interaction to, with everybody who's listening, so something that people don't necessarily get to see is, like, the, the, um, the battle that these two things have all day, so, like, you know whether it's Austin Powers and Ron Burgundy. Like Austin Powers had the lead, and then Ron Burgundy came up, and mm-hmm. then they they mm-hmm. went back and forth. Mm-hmm. So that I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. <clears throat> but I I also enjoy so that those are my favorite to research or like my favorite to come up with like uh, like these not alternate universes, but like these equivalencies that would never be you know used or you know what's, yeah. you can't really compare. But it's these, like that,
0: these are uh, like these are like. Bar side, or like whatever, these are like bar side conversations come to life. And only we, yeah. instead of just having, you know, drunken talks about or whatever, we are actually coming with research and re like, uh, you know, information backing what our, our points were. Rather so I than- feel like this is
1: kind of where our podcast stems from, or where it's because you and I, you always used to. I have these questions for me it's like the the what ifs the or would you like, or would you rathers or, or would you rather's like like out of nowhere or like we'd be in the car or something and then you know you'd be like you know either or essentially so that it's i think it's we never intended for it to end up that way but that's my favorites of our original content uh because it's just it's it is uh I get it's totally you. I, what's going on in our heads. Right.
0: Like, if, if you and I are in, like you said, in a car ride or whatever, we're coming up with 80 of these on the way down to wherever. And it's just fun. It's just, they're just fun yeah. to talk about. Scenario no, that, things.
1: Those are my favorite. And, and again, the social media uh, aspect of it has been really fun. It's almost like watching a race. You know, what I mean, who who's going to come? Like, I wish they could. That was like an. I, I think you can go back and check throughout the day. So if you vote you can go back and check and see who is yeah. winning at, during the time I usually post the results, but it's fun to watch go back and forth. It's also fun to see, you know, the patterns and who's voting for what, mm-hmm. and like you learn about people that way. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I've, i really enjoyed that. Um, and those are all those also Doug are our most listened to episodes too. Probably so there's something yeah. To it.
0: Well, we, we always come up with some sort of clickbaity title for one of those. So. Exactly. You're, you're, you're getting exactly. good. You're getting good at that.
1: Yeah. I um, like, I, I well, gotta
0: say too. I, we this is also a recency bias, but just coming up with doing that sh- that live show last week was a lot of fun, and coming up with that the the Christmas parody song that we did. I mean, I think we're still kind of riding that, so I don't again I want to just make sure that like I think in in six months I'll I'll realize if that one was the most fun or not, but that was obviously a good time on Christmas. So
1: I have I feel like we should do an episode and I've thought about this, doing on an episode on that one in terms of process. Because Phil the, the process for for making that I think was really interesting, and I learned a lot from Phil. I'm normally the creative influence a lot of it in had last say but phil really took the reins and it and it put me in a new position that i that i had to learn to i knew what he he was doing was better than what i was doing and that was very uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) the reins but no no no. but so we'll 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 do a we'll do a uh an episode on on process
0: so uh, this would be like the jerks get back or whatever this we'll just leave the gopro going all day and find someone to chop up like our process as far as like what we do cuz a lot of times it's just like you text me and you're just you're like hey this is a good idea and i either go yes or maybe can we tweak it or vice versa i'll i'll come to you with an idea and you're the one who kind of constructs like what it's actually going to be and then we go before we start we go say our episode in one sentence then we press record but other times like with the christmas one there there was a full day's work that we put into coming up with that song and yeah. yeah
1: I think so my in my artistic process individually is different than the group I think there's there's something here dog so I, I don't want to go fully into that because we're probably reaching our end here but I, I definitely that was a wicked fun one to put together it was yeah. also you know it was just a great way to check in with all of you guys over the holidays and to, you know to, it was it, again it was it was like good practice for songwriting mm-hmm. for, for me purpose for, for, for so I, I, I fun with it for
0: sure. Me too. All right. A couple more things I wanted to just mention for 2021 that I found entertaining but didn't make my top five. Uh, this movie was from 2015 and it was one, it was an A24 studio, whatever. The Showtime just had like them all listed this year. So I had fun watching those. But this one in particular was, I thought was Ryan Reynolds' best movie ever. And I'm a bit, I like Ryan Reynolds. So... For me to say that, I think is is something that you should jo- go check out. It was called Mississippi Grind. Um, it was with him and Ben Mendelsohn. He's the guy from. Um, yeah, I know. You know who Ben he's Mendelsohn is? You, you, yeah, def- he's great. you definitely recognize him. It's about this guy Ben, ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn
1: is in Place Beyond the Pines. He's in Rogue One. He's in uh, Ready Player One. He's in the new. He's in a Gorillaz album. He's the narrator. God, man, he's all over. He's got a list he's like
0: an underrated actor and i think that this yeah. movie just kind of went under the radar i don't know when it was released or if it was in theaters or whatever but it's about this ben Mendelssohn is this gambler who has all of the bad addictive gambling addictive qualities and and ryan reynolds almost kind of plays like his i i don't want to i don't want to get into spoil it too much but he's almost kind of like his mentor or his like weird angel that comes out of nowhere He meets him at a poker table and then they kind of had this adventure as they kind of do a road trip down to Louisiana. I wasn't expecting it to be so good and came out thinking like that might have been Ryan Reynolds' sneaky best performance ever. Uh, Again from 2015 but the first time I saw it so it's new to me. Another thing I saw on a plane you're you're gonna roll your eyes but I loved it It was Fast and Furious 9. Yeah you told me that. All of a sudden, Don Toretto has a brother and it's John Cena. And I don't know, just some of the best car chases from that that series. And that's saying something from the Fast and Furious. Definitely in the top half of Fast and Furious that I've seen. Um, So maybe that's like four, maybe fourth best ever. Anyways, I'd say check that out if you're into that series. And then this isn't even a movie, but really had a good time on a couple of car trips that Crystal and I took listening to The Matthew McConaughey uh, audio biography, Greenlight, which is not a visual thing, an audible thing. But I think it's going to set off a lot of uh, actors, mainly in the twilight of their career, to do this audible, you know, retelling, artistic retelling of their careers. Um, And McConaughey, I just thought, knocked it out of the park with Greenlight. So if you haven't seen that, it is. I wait for like a long plane ride or a long car ride to put this in because I think it's close to 10 hours of content. Uh, but we really enjoyed listening to that. Any honorable nice. mentions for you?
1: So actually instead of an honorable mention, I'm gonna actually uh, use this time to retroactively remove my number five, Suicide Squad Two.
0: Whoa. Okay. Okay. So so this is this is a late game switch switch out right here. This is a switch
1: out. Let's get rid of Suicide Squad Two, because although I did enjoy it and it was, you know, it surprised me, I, I definitely in thinking about it we were earlier talking about how people on the spectrum respond to picture drawing and stuff and, and, and then my brain cued me and said wait a minute that's from a show that you watch this year that you absolutely love and the show is called love on the spectrum oh yeah um, okay
0: yeah yeah no this definitely we need, definitely need to talk about this
1: this was like all right so i can speak for my sister laura that is one of our absolute favorite shows and you love you liked it too. i
0: love i loved it both seasons yeah they came out with a new season this year
1: Right, so this year was the second season um, and uh, if you've seen the first season Michael is back uh, Chloe is back so there's there's some of the ones that they some of the the one that's some of the people that they have, they have followed since the first season um, and anyways what what the show is 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 people on the spectrum who are looking to date and it's essentially kind of a reality show where they follow these folks and they get to know their 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 families and, and kind of the intricacies of their place on the spectrum and how they na- navigate dating and it's it's honestly it's it's really interesting in the first place because the spectrum is so broad um but also uh it's it's really heartfelt and and just kind of a warm show um you know there i don't feel like there's any exploitation going on or anything like that um no not it's, at all it's no. just, it's it's a very you know uh, it's a very it makes me feel good it's a feel good show it mostly takes place in Australia, um, <clears throat> but it is you know uh, it's so
0: it's so earnest um, like the earnest 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 that's earnest. that's, that's, that's exactly the, the word that I'm looking for like it's 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 genuine these 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 people want nothing more than to connect with someone and they will do they will dedicate their lives to finding the right one so when it when it works out it does it feels great. When it doesn't, which I would say, what would you say, seven out of ten times, it probably does not work out, and that's yeah, yeah I would say. and you feel that heartbreak with them, but they're they're still encouraged that someday you know they're gonna find, and it's just it's so genuine and so earnest that that's that's what you get, or at least that's what you're I right. got out of it. When no, I was absolutely, concerned.
1: and you're right. It's about resilience as well. It's mm-hmm. about you know learning how to, it's it's. It's it's very relatable to any human being that you know is trying to date. Honestly, you pro- there's probably seven out of ten dates you go on that may not work out for you as well. So it's it's you know, but then the the, the what I found really interesting is the interworkings of the family units. So like how families go about um supporting someone who's trying to go out and date with limit, uh, with limit limitations and you know, it, the the whole thing is very as you said genuine earnest and i just wanted to mention it here no, it's no it's,
0: it's it's so good and like i think they they think that okay i need to understand you know how to talk to a woman or or vice versa how to talk to a man or a partner and like i'm watching this and i'm just like well you know what this is some this isn't something due to your limitations like i could probably any one of us could probably use a coach as far as it, you know when we're dating what to say like no one knows what to say when they're dating but they think that the way that their mind works, you're almost seeing is it. just like, okay, like I need a structure here to, in order to have a conversation. When really, that, that happens to anyone. Like anyone gets nervous right. on dates, or anyone.
1: They exempl- or they they exemplify exemplify um, how broad the spectrum is, as well, and how the coaching though is so specified based on where they are in the spectrum. And and I think that's True. a really interesting part too, which is what again sparked my brain. Um, there's a girl who really so she's very you know hyperactive, but when the coach starts drawing a picture to explain a, a concept, she really focuses in on it, and I identified with that mm-hmm. very much. And and I think it's just a, a, definitely a, a great show to check out that the whole family can watch. Yeah. Um, or or you can sit there and kind of cry to yourself if you want to, which I, you know, maybe I do here and there. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, though it's definitely a good show, and I think choosing that over Suicide Squad is is probably the right call. So we're it's we're making <laughs> officially Suicide Squad two is the honorable mention, and Love on the Spectrum is is now in. So good thank one, thank
1: you. I appreciate you letting me switch that out. Yeah,
0: well, we'll allow it. All right, anything else?
1: You know, this this year, I'm I'm more excited for 2022. It seems like there's a lot of stuff coming out that's you know this Kevin Hart thing has gotten me pretty excited for the, the stuff that's going to come out this year
0: yeah well Doug, much like 2021 we have definitely dragged on a little bit longer than we should have here but wanted to just yo, know, thanks for an awesome year thanks for everyone who's listening uh and we can't wait to see what comes out in 2022 and and give our jerky take on it so Doug, happy new years and happy new years to all our listeners
1: Peace. Wow. Stepping into the